Hi there, and welcome to the Skylight Books author reading series. If you'd like to learn more about us and our many upcoming author events, please visit skylightbooks.com, where you can browse our inventory, buy books, and join our Friends with Benefits Club. You can also follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook. To speak to a real live bookseller, please call 323-660-1175. Thanks for your support, and enjoy. So, without further ado, please let me introduce Leah Hayes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, Thank you guys for coming. Hi, Carl. (laughs) Um, Thank you, thank you, thank you for everyone who came out. And thank you, Skylight, for having me. Thank you, uh, Fanographics, for for supporting me in publishing this book. Um, Yeah, so I... I'm doing my first reading ever. This is my first reading of Not Funny Haha, but it's also my first reading of any book I've done. Um, yay. So uh, I'm going to read parts of this, but I'm going to skip quickly to the question and answer part of it also after I read some, because a lot of people have a lot of questions about this book. Um, and I'm happy to answer them. And I want to talk a little bit about the process that I went through making it um, because it was an interesting process and it's a process talking about it still. Um, so that being said, uh, I also don't have projections to show you which is going to be f- interesting because I'm going to read you parts of this book like a children's book. as Not that this is a children's book at all, um, but I'm going to be reading it and holding it up to you <laughs> for you to see. Um, but first, I actually did want to, uh, I wanted to mention a little bit about how I made this, or I, I guess I'll leave that up to some questions too if you guys want to ask about why. Um, but how I made it um, came about, uh, it took about a year to write, and I did a fair amount of research about um, the medical uh, sort of background about a, a lot of the things I include in the book. This book is um, a narrative that follows two girls. Um, one, like they said, one goes through a medical abortion, one has a surgical abortion. Um, it begins really when they've already made the decision to have an abortion. So um, that was a pretty conscious decision on my part to start it there. Uh, for a lot of reasons, which I'll get into later. And it follows them on their journey, for lack of a better word, through this these two different procedures. They don't know each other. They're separate um, ages. They're different. Uh, they live in different parts of the world. I don't really specify where they live, but they're clearly in ones in a city, ones in uh, suburbs. Um, and it follows them through the the procedures until the end of the the end of the physical procedures and it tries to touch on the emotional uh sort of ins and outs of what it means to have an abortion um which is a pretty heavy subject um and i also want to say uh as a disclaimer i suppose that uh it's a graphic novel but it's not meant to be um, humorous in in that way. It's not making light of the the subject in any way, um, which has come up. Uh, people have asked me about that and why why I've chosen a graphic novel uh, as a format to 
to show this uh, to show how I feel about the subject and that's an interesting question um, I I have been very influenced by a lot of wonderful graphic novels in my life and my favorite ones are the graphic novels that sort of tackle these tackle larger issues um, and try to show them through storytelling but also show them through images I'm an artist, I'm an illustrator and images have been obviously very powerful for me my whole life um, and I started sort of experimenting with drawing some images of uh, abortion procedures <laughs> I'm not entirely sure why but I'm still figuring that out but it was something I, I experimented with sort of almost like doodling um, over a year ago um, just because it was bubbling up and uh, it I, as I was drawing it, I was thinking and kind of keeping an eye out about whether this is uh, written about or drawn about in graphic novel form, and I, I started feeling like it wasn't, um, and it, that was part of the reason why I kept going, because I felt like it was a, a, a void, for lack of a better word, um, that maybe could be filled by some drawings that I could make <laughs> um, to help other women or girls go through this process and and I shouldn't just say girls and women this is also for men very much so actually because when I was writing it I had the wonderful experience of lots of men in my life um when they found out that I was writing it lots and lots of men and uh were coming up to me just like bursting with their feelings about abortion and their experiences that they've been through with either their partners or people in their lives or you know, direct experiences, and they were very excited to tell me all these experiences and, and share their feelings, and so I realized that there's a lot that men obviously <laughs> go through. I mean, that's an understatement. Like, there's just, um, this is really for everybody. So, anyway, um, we can, you guys can ask me any questions you want about that stuff after um, I show you and read to you some passages. I'm just going to read you a few things, um, and you'll have to, I hope you all have amazing eyesight, because you'll have to look. Um, but I'm really just showing you to give you the gist of what what it's, uh, the feel and the tone of the book, and how it's trying to present this subject. Um, so... So you just found out that you're pregnant. This is, this is really like a children's book setting that I'm showing you. Um, so these are, these are my drawings. This is the style that it's in. It's supposed to have somewhat of a wink to it, but also take it very seriously. And that's, I, I take this very seriously. So that's what I tried to maintain throughout the book. Sometimes these things happen. And the girl is saying, I think the condom broke. And the boy person looks very upset. And sometimes you just aren't in a place in your life where it makes sense to have a baby. And then I list some reasons. I'm really just whetting your appetite for you guys to get the book after. If you have an accident, quote-unquote accident, there is a pill you can take up to 20, 120 hours after the incident. The sooner you take it, the more effective it is. This is called the emergency contraception pill, and you can buy it at the drugstore. It generally works and is pretty easy to take, although it has, it, this is only an option if you act right away. Hi. <laughs> Hi, family. Um, so, as you can see, I'm involving some medical 
and informational things in it. But if you find out that you are pregnant later on, like if you miss your period, then you may decide to have an abortion. And she's saying, okay. Whether it's a complicated decision or a no-brainer, whether you have a partner or you don't, whether you have an awesome relationship with your family or less than awesome one, the important thing to remember is that your final decision is yours and no one is allowed to tell you what to do. Duh, it's your body. And they're saying some things in fine print which you guys can read later. Although that doesn't mean that it's always an easy decision. So here we are. If it makes you feel better, let's talk about two different girls who went through two different abortions. There are a zillion girls who go through this, but despite knowing that, it can still feel very lonely at times. This is cool because I can like edit as I'm reading it to you of things, words in my head that I wish I'd put in the book, which I just did. <laughs> Our stories are about a girl we'll call Mary. This is Mary. And a girl we'll call Lisa. These girls don't know each other. They live in different places. Lisa lives in the city while Mary lives in a small town. Both of them decided to have an abortion after they found out that they were pregnant. One girl decided to have a surgical abortion while the other chose medical abortion, but more on that later. Mary is 23. She found out that she was pregnant after her period didn't come and she bought a test at the drugstore. Since this is a book about what it's like to go through to what it's like to go through an abortion, we won't get into why or how she got pregnant. For all intents and purposes, it doesn't really matter. And she's saying, yep, and it's none of your business. And the same goes for Lisa. And Lisa's saying, yeah, that's a different kind of book. <laughs> the point is, both girls chose to go through the same thing no matter how they got there. Lisa is 31. She decided to go to her doctor and take a pregnancy test, test after she felt sick for a few days before her period. Since her periods had never been regular, she wasn't sure if she was late. Before her appointment, she also took home, a home test, or five. And she's saying, oh man, this one says positive too. Oh man, oh man. I know you guys can't see this very well, so I apologize. Sometimes having an abortion is a no-brainer. Sometimes it's not. But for the time being, we won't get into all of that. Our story really begins now, when both girls decide for different personal reasons to go ahead and have an abortion. Knowing that you are pregnant when you didn't expect or want to be can be scary. You have to make appointments and figure stuff out fairly quickly, which can be hard to do if you're scared. But first take a deep breath and tell yourself that everything is going to be okay because that will help you get through the next steps. If you can, the best thing to do first is tell someone in your life who you trust. You don't need to go through this alone. She's saying, I'm pregnant. And she's looking very worried. Lisa is pretty close with her family, so she told her mom and her sister. It wasn't easy, but they made her feel like she wasn't alone. Mary isn't as close to her family, so she preferred not to tell them. She told her best friend. And her best friend saying, it's going to be okay, dude. And she's crying. I've never read a graphic novel out loud to other people. This is cool. 
If you choose not to tell anyone at all, that's okay too. But sometimes it really does help help you to get through the next part. And her friend is saying, you should sleep over and we'll call some clinics in the morning. And she's saying, thank you. Now it's time to make some phone calls. Okay, so I'm going to stop there. Um, Then I go into a lot of the medical, I'm sorry, the sort of informational aspect of it. I talk about what you need to do, like what steps you actually need to take um, or one needs to take um, to set up an appointment, to get to the clinic, to, uh, and to go through an abortion. The first one I talk about is a surgical one, and then I talk about the medical one, which is quite different. Um, one thing I do mention a lot in this book that I'd like to mention now is that um, I try to make it really clear that I'm not a doctor and that I'm not um, an authority on abortion by any means. Um, and really this is just my sort of, I would say, creative interpretation of this really intense thing that a lot of people go through. Um, so I don't, I don't want people to mistake this for um, some... It's really important information that that they might need if they were in this in this situation. In other words, I don't want if you find out you're pregnant, you don't just go buy this book. <laughs> um, although that's flattering, um, you need to do a lot of other things. But this is meant to be it's meant to be a lot of things, hopefully. But one thing I guess it could be is a sort of creative, comforting supplement to to a hard time. Um, and, but yeah, I, I, I don't want anybody um, not calling a clinic or a doctor. I, I want to make that very clear. Um, and I try to make that really clear in the book. I say that several times. So, um, and I'm actually going to skip to the end uh, where I write a little bit just from the, a sort of an author's note where I'm explaining why I wrote this book. And I wrote this this part at the end after I'd finished this long year of writing it and I was literally like on my last day of writing the book I had given myself a hard date which no one actually gave me I gave myself for some reason and I was on that last day um, home around my family visiting my family which is nice and I sort of hold myself up in a library quietly to write this explanation of why I wrote it and I kind of wrote it all out and then have been reading it ever since and kind of it's it's almost as if I am explaining to myself now why I wrote it because I, I still am answering those questions for myself. So this is helping me as much as it's helping you. Um, but I want to read this because I'd like this to lead into the question uh, part of this if you guys have any questions. Um, so why this book? Um, there are several reasons why I chose to write this book and then share it. The subject of abortion is a tricky one. So much understandable focus is given to right versus wrong, should versus shouldn't, pro versus con, choice versus no choice, etc. The political discourse begins almost immediately at the decision whether or not to abort and then often flings itself wildly to the end of the process. You did it. Did you do the right thing? Are you conflicted? What do you call yourself, pro-choice or pro-life? Do you have regret either way? 
What does it mean to regret having an abortion? What does it mean to regret not having an abortion? The subject is laden with heavy, sometimes unanswerable ideas and questions, both happy and sad, empowering and scary. As far as I understand it, a huge part of being able to decide for oneself whether or whether, whether or whether not to have an abortion is the freedom to deal with some of these questions in your own pace, in your own way, at your own time. But what about the act in between the meaning and the politics and the arguments? What is it like to go through something so physical yet so emotionally charged, something so personal yet something so universal? A procedure that so many women go through can also seem like you're the you're, you're very alone. So part of my intention is to make such a thing seem less lonely if I can. As the author, I'm not trying to offer my own political agenda one way or the other about the subject of abortion. Like you, I have my own thoughts and feelings surrounding the issue, but also like you, they are personal, and I would not presume to suggest you adopt mine. What I do want is to, sh- is to show my own visual insight into the physical process that we don't always get to see. My goal is to show and possibly maybe comfort in some way during an emotional procedure. I do not take the subject lightly, but I do want girls to be healthy, happy, make good choices for themselves, and all I have is a pencil. So, that being said, um, I will be so happy to answer any questions. Um, there's been a lot of questions since this came out from people, and I'm, I'm I wrote this to start a dialogue or continue an ongoing dialogue about this subject. So I'm I'm happy to to answer questions and discuss it if you guys have them about how I made the book or why I decided to write it or anything or if, anyway. Does anyone have any questions? <laughs> No? Yes. Oh, hi. How did it begin? Um, uh, Writing it? Um, It's, you know, it's hard for me to pinpoint exactly exactly how. um, Like I mentioned, I think I've always had feelings about this. Um, Personal personal reasons and and lots of people in my life have dealt with this, too. Um, And for me, drawing and, and writing is really um, part of my process of, of uh, understanding what I'm feeling. And then hopefully in that process, understanding sort of uh, more universal meaning um, and maybe, you know, helping other people through my drawings. Although I'm not sure if that happens, but hopefully... Uh, does that answer your question? I'm not sure exactly what the moment. It wasn't like I woke up and I was like, abortion book, yes. <laughs> but kind of, actually, I don't know. I, I did sort of, it did dawn on me that I really needed to sort of write out some feelings about it. And it was about a year and a half ago. I guess, yeah. Do you, are you always doing this? Or oh. You mean, am I always writing... Uh, uh, y- yes, actually. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I am not always finishing them. But, um, no, I mean, I, I definitely draw and write all the time. Um, I don't, uh, I definitely don't, like, go on these long endeavors like this. In fact, it's embarrassingly long time between this book and my last book. I mean, for I know other authors that put out tons of stuff. And I, I have... A very lucky, like beautiful relationship, I think, with Fanographics in so, in such that they, um, kind of 
said, whenever you want to put out another book, we'll put it out for you, which is so nice. Um, but I took like five years, which is not, not so nice. Um, so no, I don't write books that often, but I do draw and write all the time. Hi. <laughs> Um, I, I'm like a weirdo that does them both at the same time, like exactly at the same time. In fact, um, I wish I had them with me, but the originals of this book are just almost like exactly as is pretty much. Um, yeah, I, I, my, my writing is, uh, very closely tied to my handwriting, I guess. I like, I, I sort of almost think out my ideas in, in terms of handwriting, um, and, and drawing, um, so yeah, no, I don't write it out first. I, I kind of, I think I, I think with this one, I tried to at one point, like I, I tried to do something crazy and write it out on a computer, or like on Word or something, and I was like, this is nuts. Who does this? And then I went back to drawing. So, hi, yeah. Um, so at the end of the book, you like had all these, the, what you just read, all these uh, questions listed out. Um, during the process of writing this, uh, did it help you answer some of these questions for yourself? And are there any like, in particular that really helped? Um, that's a really great question um, because uh, it's that's a question I've been thinking about a lot. Um, yes and no, for sure. Yeah, um, I writing it was an intense process because I had to re, you know re-hear a lot of stories and, and read a lot of things and kind of go into my own self about a lot of this stuff and it was intense and then I had a lot of I, you know I think I, I have a lot of mixed feelings about uh, a lot of these events um, which I think is part of the whole thing about abortion <laughs> in a lot of ways it's not always a clear cut feeling of what happened to you and what you've gone through and all these things. So, um, so going through it and writing it was, was, uh, answering was like constantly questioning and answering and questioning and answering some questions. And then, yeah, now talking about it to other people, um, has been a whole new set of thinking about it in a different way. Um, and yes, as soon as I wrote that sort of uh, explanation at the end and then it was published <laughs> um, I had all kinds of new thoughts about it and I continue to have new thoughts about it but that's part of um, you know one of the things the the joys and heartbreaks of, of getting something out into the world is that the second it's out you want to take it right back and like correct everything and put your new feelings out but you can't um and so, you know, it's it's dealing with that, too. Is that answering your question at all? <laughs> okay. Um, but, yeah, this is answered. This is actually writing this book in, in a good way made me feel more confused about my own feelings about this issue than it did when I started. And that's something that's been really eye-opening for me. Like, when I started, I was like, I know how I feel about this, you know. And then by the end, I was like, I do not know how I feel about this. Oh, I feel, yeah, it, it was like um, a humbling experience. It still is. Like, I feel very, um, 
the opposite of this of an authority on this of my own feelings and i think that that's to me again this is just my opinion to me that's like the nature of this act um it's it's not it's it's a very complicated thing in some ways and i i find it hard to for myself to apply like a unilateral sort of set of rules for myself and thinking and and um so yeah and also i just like the experience of of realizing you don't know any everything or anything i think that's a very exciting feeling um and yeah that's like what learning is for me so i feel like i've learned a lot by the fact that i know less about my own thoughts about this is yeah oh yeah um, I wanted to ask about style. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the book is a graphic novel, and it really is like a graphic novel. I mean, you could almost read it like a picture book. Yeah. Um, what made you choose to tell the story in that way? Um, yeah, that's a good question. Um, well, again, I just, I, I'm, uh, I love images. I love graphic novels. Um, we had a wonderful uh, illustration, sort of almost library in our house growing up. Um, and my mom and dad are both incredible illustrators also. Yeah, you are. That's my mom. Um, and there was just a lot of, uh, there was a lot of graphic love in our family. Whoa, that's weird. There's a lot of graphic novel appreciation in our family. <laughs> and um, so... I grew up literally like pouring through illustration books and graphic novels and I think I was just really I was always drawn to the darker ones. I was you know crazy about Art Spiegelman and I was I, one of my heroes in all of life is uh Marjane Strapoli who wrote Persepolis. Um and I just am like you know very drawn to people who are expressing themselves through words and images. And also I I don't consider myself a, a writer. I have a lot of stuff to say, and I like to express it. But I don't. I don't. I've never been um, drawn to just sort of straight fiction writing or nonfiction writing. And, but you chose not to do. So. Oh, why didn't I do? Sorry, that was your real question. Um, I, I'm a, I'm a lazy comic artist, and I get so bored with panels. I love that other people do it, and I appreciate it. But when I and I, I even I taught for many years, and I taught illustration and cartooning to young students and I even like they would come up to me and show me their panels and I was like oh how do I so how do you do this um so for me it's just sort of like the putting stuff in frames uh, although I admire, I admire it so much when people have that ability um I don't I immediately want to break out of those frames or I find them like too small to say what I want to say so and drawing them is just like it's just laziness, really. <laughs> it feels like almost more approachable because it's sort of got that sort of, you know, picture book kind of oh. quality to it. You know, like that. Cool. Kind of, I don't know. Oh no, that I I hope so. I mean, I it wasn't it wasn't I I'm teasing a little bit in the sense like I I wasn't like I made it out of laziness okay. in that way. Um, but that's always just a style I've gravitated towards, and then um. I hope, yeah, I, I, I do want it to read kind of like a picture. I mean, it is a picture book. It's not necessarily for kids. 
Um, although, yeah, I, I hope so. I mean, I really, some people, one of the questions that people have been asking is, who is this for? And I mean, I, you know, it's it's a little bit of a tricky question in the sense that I, I wouldn't necessarily give it to a child um, just because there's like so many other questions that, you know, are spurred from this conversation that may, they may not be ready for. But um, I, I do think it, it can be, for young and young adults, for sure. Um, I had a mom, a very progressive mother, buy this for her daughter, um, her t- young daughter, at when I was at Comic Con a couple weekends ago. And this mom came up to me and she was like, "Thank you so much. I'm buying this for my daughter." And I was like, "Whoa, that's you're cool and intense, mom. That's amazing." And then she was like, "She's right here." And I looked and there's she was young, and she was like, "Hey, you know, cool." And I mean. That's great. If if it's it's meant to just be like a, really an opening of conversation. So if you're bringing that home to your daughter and you're like, this is a book that is going to make us talk and have a family connection in some way, I'm all for it. So, but yeah, um, I I just like drawing on big open paper, I guess, for that matter. <laughs> I love people can draw, that can draw on panels. I just can't do it. Have you ever considered like other mediums for your storytelling, like animation? Um, yeah, I would love to do um, more animation. I actually, I do a little. I mean, I've dabbled. I actually, I taught animation one semester, which was hilarious because I did, I didn't really know how to do it, but they needed an animation teacher, and I. Parsons, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. Um, so, I I actually would love to do an animation. I would love. Uh, it's come up a couple times. Um, and I I mean I I have uh, I do lots of different kinds of art in general. I mean I play music and and I write music and um, I write stories and things and um, so. There, it's uh, often a question of how to merge these things all the time. Animation is something that, if I could do it, it would obviously be a place where I could merge music and sound and um, art, which would be really exciting, and all my stuff together. Um, but I haven't dabbled. I mean, I haven't really gone into that. Maybe, I don't know. I, there was talk about this being an animated movie, which would be hilarious. I don't know who would see it. But, um, but yeah, some someday I have to learn how to animate things better. Does anyone else have any? Yeah. Um, you said, like, in the book many times, you know, like, the book's not about the whole decision-making process. Mm-hmm. It's about the actual process. Mm-hmm. It's not something. I mean, I I have written about the decision process for myself, like in my journal. <laughs> but I I don't. I I made a point not to to address it in this book because for a lot of reasons. But a I didn't. I it's too big for me to tackle it's like too big for the world to tackle it seems in general and like why would I even attempt 
um, not that doesn't mean I don't feel strongly about it, but I don't. I don't. It's a lifetime of tackling that issue, or it would be for me. Um, and the, also, I don't know if it's. I I don't I don't feel like it's necessarily an answerable question. Um, so if I were to address like whether or not one should have an abortion or um, the decision making process often touches on that and I, I don't feel like it's answerable for me so um, the best I can do is show what actually happens or in the, what I wanted to do is just show what actually happens because within that space once you decide there's so much that goes on and there's so many feelings you might have and there's so many little things that just like are sort of visual things that people may not think about and what does it feel like to be sitting in a waiting room and overhear things that you can't get out of your mind you know for the rest of your life or or whatever or what is it like to have an ultrasound when you know that you shouldn't look at the screen. I mean, there's like all these really heavy things or what is it like to go through this process a bunch of times and, and not have any feelings about it. And, and all of these things are in my mind, not right or wrong. They're just, they're, they're there. They're part of the mix of all the women that go through this and men, you know, who go through it with their partners or whatever. So there's all these kind of details. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's there's so much. So I didn't... I felt like there's enough to write about in that span of time that is also super heavy and, and, and super uh, interesting to me, anyway, um, where I didn't need to go into the decision-making process, and I don't want to for myself. I want to just like give it to other people and be like, okay, you guys can talk about this now because you have been this whole time and, you know, so, um, yeah. I have lots of thoughts about it. It doesn't mean that I don't have my own feelings about it, but that's, it wasn't the place for that. So. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. You've been listening to the Skylight Books author reading series. Don't forget, you can listen to this and all our other great podcasts at skylightbooks.com. And we hope to see you soon.